2: Block talk radio.
0: It's october 6, twenty nineteen. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where Progressives for Change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember that good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living Radio Show Podcast is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Working For Living dot com and Listen Now. You may also follow us on Twitter. I have a correction to make from last week's show. Um, (laughs) Mark D'Antonio is not, uh, or is the Michigan State University winningest uh, football coach in that program, and not the all time Big Ten winningest, although the current uh, winningest uh, Big Ten coach. So let's see, we have uh, Jeff online. Bring Jeff on for a minute. Jeff, there you are. How are you?
2: I'm so, good, Leroy. How are you?
0: Doing real well. The uh, uh, I want to make the announcement that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, we would like everybody to appreciate that and do what they can to educate themselves even further, but also see if you can get a hold of the uh local cancer centers and, or the uh, 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 cancer association rather not a center, cancer association, see if there's anything they need. Uh, This is uh, important. Uh, You know, if you know somebody that's uh, maybe uh, you know uh, less um, uh, income and things and they might not know how or where to go to get a uh, mammogram. uh, There are places that do these for free, and these uh, cancer associations can direct you to where that's at. So reach out and say hi to somebody uh, in the cancer association nearest you. They're in virtually every community these days. So uh, we have a great one here in the mid-Michigan area. So I want to make that announcement. So I don't see... Our other friend here right now, at the moment, there's a few people on, but uh, no one's raised their hand. And uh, uh, our other uh, regular guest isn't here to crow about the victory of Ohio State over Michigan State, Uh, so I'll do a little of that for him. The the Ohio State team did a fantastic job. Uh, Michigan State also played well but did not win. Uh, So the, uh, the score was um, in the second half they didn't uh, I think there's only one score in the second half that was by Ohio State so they didn't do too bad either either team uh, first half there was a number of mistakes that were made uh, by by both schools but uh, seemed that Ohio State was able to capitalize on those better in the first half so score I think was 3410 something like that so uh, that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles um, so they I had a wonderful game at the horseshoe and uh, that's no longer horseshoe in uh Columbus, Ohio at Ohio State University or the Ohio State University. Uh so that was that was nice. Uh, Jeff, how did the uh, Michigan fare?
2: I believe they won. It was a close game. I don't know close the score game. I didn't see yeah. it. Um I was on the road heading back from a uh, Little Town, in Ohio. I missed the
0: Michigan game But they did win Yeah They played Iowa It was real close I know it was real close But Michigan did win So uh, Looks like uh, Iowa might be quite a Formidable uh, Competitor there So I see our friends here online I'll let him come on And uh, do his crowing here Okay Rooster Go ahead
1: Oh, what a name.
0: I got a, I got a great nickname. Please welcome ten, Tom ten to, to three the three show. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my. My. Hey, uh, 10 to 3, Jeff, just uh, just to get you on the right page there. I believe that was the final score. At least when I fell asleep, it was the most boring game i ever seen in my entire life. But whatever. And it was a great, great, great effort by the Spartans from uh, Michigan State University. Coming down to Ohio and getting the best out of an Ohio State team that was truly tested in the first half and most of the second half. They never gave up. They kept working and let that be the lesson to a lot of folks out there that are uh, going through some adversity uh, against some superior odds that's stacked well with money and and uh, and can uh, fight you tooth and nail. So uh, it just only goes to show you the little guy can. Can hang in there with the best of them. So, but uh, that's this season. Next season's another season. The next day is another day, and we can go out and on. But it was a great game. Uh, I thought uh, uh, Leroy and uh, I don't think anybody that was a Michigan State fan can hang their hat, head over uh, that display they put on. Terrific defense the whole game. Terrific.
0: Right, I. I... Uh, I thought so, too, Tom. It was uh, both parties played, both schools played an amazing uh, football game. And uh, I, I watched the first half at the local BFW hall uh, where we had a fun visit to try and uh, get a couple nice big TVs for the, the the rooms and stuff like that. I I left at halftime, uh, so I didn't watch the second half. Much like you fell asleep second half, I, I went out and uh, it was rainy, and nasty, and really a lot of people much rather be watching the football game than than on a picket line, so I went out and pulled picket duty uh, after the second half, so I did my part uh, Saturday night in the rain, Uh, and it was uh, drizzly, and uh, just kept coming down, we had a lot of support, even the police, when they drove by, they gave us a little toot there, so I I was on one uh, gate by myself there for a little while and uh encouraged a lot of people to give us a little uh you know two to their horns, some just waved uh you know for whatever reason it was dark and it's hard to see that, but we light catch it just right they were waving some some waved that uh international flag uh that uh, uh, that uh, some people fly but uh, the other uh we had some people come by and say, "You know I can't get parts from my store now because of you guys being out uh and uh so general motors uh it's just the way it is talk to Mary bear okay uh talk to Mary Bear. and that's what they were told so uh, you know i I did get my uh, little time in with the the uh in the rain uh with the supporters I'll talk more about that a little later but uh, that was why I didn't catch the second half, Tom. So.
1: Yeah. Well, that was good. You got out. You need some fun in your life once in a while. You can't you can't stay home all the time and, and work your ass off behind the computer. So that was great. You, you need to do that.
0: So a little more, yeah. I, I, yeah. I get up. The uh, uh, that's a pretty good week, all in all, for for me personally. Uh, but uh, without going into a lot of detail, you know, the things things went along pretty well. I, the people that I uh, I'm helping along in a couple different venues, uh, really three, in fact, uh, are working real hard uh, with with uh, our our team, and uh, so in our our thoughts about making uh, our country and our state here in Michigan better. Uh, and we'll get into some of that as as we go forward uh, tonight in the radio show. But uh, anything else on your end, Tom and Jeff?
1: I have nothing.
0: Okay. Jeff, you got anything else that happened this week that's, you know, cool? Did you go? You said you went down to Ohio. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of things
2: going on last week, so I just wanted to get out of town for a little bit. Decided to go down there Saturday at noon or Friday at noon. Go um, down there Friday night, came back home yes yesterday um, afternoon. You just, just needed a little break. It's real quiet down there, um, but uh, I enjoyed the, the scenery. Uh, a lot of Amish horse and buggies up and down the freeway or the highway. Right,
0: but, uh, it was good. Yeah, it's it's nice. We, with, a little of that around here, but yeah. A lot of that down down in the Ohio area where you uh you live there for a while, right?
2: Yeah, I, I lived there for like three years in Harrison County. Um it's not too far from Youngstown, but um it's very quiet. It's no coal mining town and there's right. bought Back a lot of memories seeing some of the old homes and storefronts. Go by my old house, um, it's, it's okay. I cool get away
0: and come back. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad you got away as well. A little, little break from a lot of this. I know you're pretty engaged in a lot of things uh, regarding what's going on, so we really appreciate all of your effort. Uh, I know the listeners do we hear about it from time to time and uh, I know everybody appreciates Tom's input too that we hear that from time to time so without making a formal announcement or a, an email out of it we just you know, pass that on to you personally but yeah we do hear that uh, here at Working for Living Central I suppose <laughs> <laughs> if you will <laughs> so uh, you know everybody likes what everybody's doing on the show I tell you so uh, Having said that, uh, let's get into the uh, announcements. Uh, Tom, can you see the announcements? Tom, in in the notes, can you see the announcements? I was going to have him do every other one. That's okay. All right, Jeff, you want to take uh, – he's probably otherwise – Involved or something. I think he's still at his grandson's football game, and he just called in for a minute. And he figured he'd come back later. So, uh, you want to take number one, Jeff?
2: Sure. Support for UAW GM strike from other unions. Too numerous, too numerous to announce on this show. From around the world, continues to pour out to us, and we like, want to thank all those other unions supporting GM strikers.
0: I, uh, uh, number two, support for the UAWGM strike from other communities and businesses around the world is continuing to pour into us. Uh, uh, most especially, watch your email for an amazing effort of support for our strike and the reasons for our strike. And that email is expected to be sent out not, not only to Michigan, but that's going to go nationwide. And uh, I had a little, uh, myself, uh, conversation with this organization, and they asked how they could It's a nationwide organization, and they asked how they could help, and I kind of pointed them in the right direction, and, and it's just gotten legs. Believe me, this is really big-time support for us, and it's helpful. it's going to help us maintain the hearts and minds of the United States. So... I want to thank all those parties that are involved that you won't see right now and you might not even see their name, but uh, this is this has really gotten legs. We got a lot of support. This organization had taken a position to, of support, but they have the ability to do a lot more and they're doing it, so uh, we're, we're happy. I don't want to be too cryptic here, but you'll see it. This is big, and when it does come out, we'll... We'll let you know uh, you know, we're, that that's the thing we were talking about. So go ahead,
2: Chuck. October 3rd, the program announces layoffs of hundreds of workers. And I believe that's the um, mid management levels that, in the local stores. So still, we don't want to see anybody lose their jobs, no matter what side of the line they're on, unless you're Mary Barra. Um,
0: Right. <laughs> I think that's probably gonna happen. I've seen some pretty interesting memes, uh about her, by the way, you know, wearing a witch hat and she was riding a uh riding her broomstick and then her broomstick hit a telephone pole and went right straight through the the uh the telephone pole. <laughs> so <laughs> she's stuck there grabbing all of her pole. So uh, it's been interesting. They say she hates memes, so we just thought we'd poke that a little bit, you know. So.
2: Yeah, um, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, October 3, uh, New York comptroller urges GM to resolve the strike in, in a letter to Mary, GM CEO Mary Barra. Uh, they, you know, they're starting to uh, ramp up against her. Okay. Jeff, you want to take this one?
2: October 4th, the UAW Region 5 takes leave of absence.
0: director took a leave of absence.
2: Yes, and uh, rightfully so at this time. Yep,
0: yeah, so he uh, uh, is, is off. We're not going to comment too much about that at this time. He's taken leave of absence, and I think that pleases everybody, including our team here. Uh, October f- uh fourth, Auto News reported UAW GM negotiations could uh cause the overhaul of the training center, uh the national training center, that is, otherwise known as CHR, uh human resources. And that's a joint program. A lot of reasons why that could be dismantled and we've been talking about overtime. We don't uh you know get into that every week. but There's some reasons for that. Uh, But we'll see what happens. Remember, though, that it takes two parties to approve expenditures of monies from the National Training Center, unions, and management. Okay? And I believe you're going to see management start to get drug into that as well. Okay? Everybody's picking on us, but it takes to U-Tango,
2: for sure. Jeff? October 4th, National Association of Building Trades Unions President Sean McCarvey wrote a scattering letter to Mary Barra to settle the agreement. We'd like to thank that that uh, man for his support.
0: Right, absolutely. And then all his members for supporting him in writing such a letter. Thank you very much to the building trades. Uh, October 5th, Bloomberg reported that GM strike ripples across the economy, raising new recession fears. That's, you know, it's starting to sink into some people, who and what we really are to the economy. And, you know, the notion that, well, we'll get into that a little further in, in the in the reports, but, uh, everybody's starting to get it. And, you know, so hang tough.
2: October 6th, UAW VP, GM Department, Terry Dittas, sent an update that indicated he turned for the worse. And we'll talk about that more later in the show. Uh, October 12th, this is kind of interesting, uh,
0: noon to nine. Tattoos to Eliminate Tears will go on. The proceeds will go to the UAW locals in Michigan to provide uh, any necessary uh, things that might be needed. And that uh, is going to go on. The location is, we don't know the name of the place, I guess. It probably uh, might have been on that flyer, but I didn't see it all that clear. But they gave us the location, it's at 3030 South Wayne Road, Wayne, Michigan, 48184. Okay, again, that's 3030 South Wayne Road in Wayne, Michigan. And uh, I guess they have tattoos. They might have Hena, uh, H-E-N-N-A, and that's the temporary tattoos as well. I just don't know. Uh, But I know a lady that's doing that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sure that they probably have uh, Henna there as well, or HENA or however you say that. Not just a permanent tattoo. So, um, but consider going over there. The you know the money that they're making on this, the proceeds will go to local union halls that that, uh, that need to help uh, some members that you know may not have been as well prepared, uh, largely because they don't make as much money. You know, because we got the tier system, right? Okay. Uh,
2: so that's uh Leroy? Me. Yeah, go ahead. You got another one? Um, I read that, that this tattoo parlor is owned by a UAW member out of, uh, FCA. So that's why they're donating to the other um, UAW locals. Okay. So. Cool. That's very nice of them. You know, we,
0: we appreciate support from our sister insi- uh, unions inside the the uh, UAW, you know, I mean, it not just us because everybody's going to benefit. The Detroit Three, and and then you know, eventually all the other locals uh, that UAW and other unions are going to benefit by a higher wage package. Uh, thank you everybody for that, and thank you for that that brother that owns that tattoo parlor that's doing that. So we give you a little prop there. Hopefully, uh, you know, you'll make some money, be able to donate back a little. And then that might uh, get you some repeat business too. We're not here; uh, we don't get money. Uh, to be clear, we are uh, a, uh, a non-commercial entity, uh, so uh, that's kind of how that goes. We everything's out of pocket. Okay. I want to thanks uh, to all of our worldwide investigative reporters, uh, and uh, many thanks go out, and certainly all to all the listeners that. Uh, you know, come listen to our show every night, every Sunday night, and through the week. People, a lot of people are, you know, one of our best days ever was Monday this past week. We really appreciate everybody to come in. I mean, uh, tens of thousands. Uh, so we really appreciate it. That's nice. Um, uh, we can go on to messages and email now. Uh, I think we got not too many. Uh, let's see. Um, Jeff, you want
2: to take the first one? Yeah. Um, in response to a Wednesday, October 2nd article stating GM already lost 10% of its annual profit. Hmm. Let's see. They lost about 10% of their annual profit. Labor accounts for less than 5% of the price of a vehicle. Let that sink in and name withheld.
0: So, it's already cost them ten percent annual profit, and labor's only five percent of the vehicle. (laughs) Somebody doesn't know how to do math. (laughs) Harry, not doing too
2: good. (laughs) Uh, Lord, Lord. We know so. we
0: know the behind the scenes on that and we're not gonna just let that out of the bag, but I think it's just <laughs> great that somebody wrote that and uh, into us and we we just picked right up on it and just this is this is one of the most telling things about this strike. They're cutting their nose off to spite their own face, quite frankly. You know, they're gonna drive you know, they wanna drive wages down where they're nothing. They want to have an oligarchy versus a democracy, and that's coming to an end soon in a country near you yes uh uh the next two are kind of for me but i'll I'll go ahead and take them uh, Leroy, would you further explain the two billion dollars that you briefly mentioned at the end of the last radio show uh your name with held and uh, yes, I will um, uh What's going on is that in the last 25 years, I I was in a meeting with the department, uh, the director of MDOT, Michigan Department of Transportation, and he said they need $2 billion. The state does because they've been playing a shell game between the general fund, the uh, the road uh, department of transportation, and education. And they've been robbing Peter to pay Paul far too long. And, uh, he had chart after chart after chart that he showed this is what we need and this is our revenue base and the revenue base has just been going down and compounding going down not exponentially but compounding because as you uh, don't address it it gets worse uh, you know so the cost if you don't fix a road uh, the, uh, the, the in the year that it's due to be repaired or addressed somehow uh, if you let it go it, it becomes more and more expensive every year when you do go fix it. So uh, that's the, you know, we've got to that way that, that situation here in Michigan for quite a, uh, for some time now. Uh, and I watched this and, you know, of course they talked about institutional memory and that's gone because of term limits and the lobbyists are running things now uh, and think the elected officials are not because they don't know. Right? And course you know i was uh very heavily involved in you know the chair of the political party here in the Capital county of ingham county in michigan so i know a lot about what went on in the time frame that they were said that this started so i have institutional memory and i was cap coordinator for region one c during that time and i remember uh because we we worked hard to stop the outsourcing and private, what's called privatizing of three entities that created a billion dollars a year for the state of Michigan. Those were so that those of you listening that might have any desire to try and help fix contact your house rep R or or D I don't care because we need this fixed. This is a problem. Uh, The uh, entities were the Accident Fund. It does workers' comp for businesses, uh, and the state used to own that. Uh, Now Blue Cross Blue Shield does. It's a parent company. Uh, And uh, the the, um, DNR, Department of Natural Resources, labs now called BioPort, they make the anthrax vaccine uh, for the government. Uh, and that's turned into quite the business now. And of course the delivery system for the liquor control commission, uh, system was, um, uh, privatized. Three of these collectively made a billion dollars a year for the state of Michigan. Now that was in 1994. All of these are, uh, thriving entities at the moment. Um, and we uh, sold those uh, – they, they used to make a billion. We sold them, to my knowledge, for a billion. They're now making arguably two billion a year. The state is looking for two billion a year to resolve their their shell game that they're playing with the general fund, education, and the roads. Okay. That'll fix all of that. They want to take it out of us and a gas tax or a sales tax or – whatever kind of tax they can carve out of our behind, right? And he said it. And he said also, very flippantly, unless any of you might have uh, $2 billion floating around that you can find for us. Well, (laughs) I let everyone talk, and they were all talking in the present, okay, and they're complaining about X and Z and Y, okay. uh, I waited until everybody pretty much had their say, and their questions. And then I said, I would have been around for for that long in 94. Many of you have. I can tell you that I represented 11 counties politically and that even the smallest municipality in our state has to have a vote of the people to do something as minor as straightening out a lot line that abuts uh, against city property or or municipality property. Okay? In other words, the sale of anything or the transfer of anything has to stand the test of the vote of the people. And it didn't stand the test of the vote of the people because this was done through legislative action and the executive board signature. They had absolute control over both houses here in Michigan, the party that that just wants to destroy the state pretty much. <laughs> Uh, and that's what's occurred with their actions because the revenue's gone down. And arguably there's $2 billion there that would solve our problem if they took a challenge, notwithstanding that it's been 25 years uh, for a lot of reasons, it hasn't been uh, challenged because of the makeup of the leadership in the state of Michigan, the elected leadership in the state of Michigan, but now we have a friendly governor and a friendly uh, attorney general that might actually work together and take this up. And, well, uh, and the idea that uh, this was not done with the vote of the people, such a monumental thing to be outsourced, you know, arguably, you know, uh, a tenth of the Whole budget, say it's 10 billion a year, and uh, you know a tenth, of maybe up to up to 20 percent of the budget for the state of Michigan was outsourced without a vote of the people. And Why would you do something like that? You know, it's near, near insanity. And the people that did it uh, just lock, you know followed lockstep. Uh, you know, dictatorial governor here. So uh, I've also contacted some. State level uh, attorneys or attorney an attorney who operates at the state level uh, and told him about it and he's very interested in taking on that as well. I believe he'll try and work with other people, but there's a lot of people that have gotten their teeth into this. Uh, I've I've talked to uh, chief of staff, uh, the house rep, and they're all over this. In fact, that house rep. Uh, Julie Brixie put this event on and I've talked to her chief of staff and her uh, about moving forward with this and there's a number of things that they're waiting on but uh, they're going to go forward and try and get this resolved so there's a lot of people with a lot of interest all of a sudden in trying to get a vote of the people uh, or that this was done without a vote of the people and get these three sales reversed and then you know with We might have to, well, we would have to give them their billion dollars back. that They paid us for those entities. We're certainly not going to pay. We're just going to reverse the sales, so we're not going to pay any more. They've made billions on our back. We didn't get any residuals or any uh, royalties or anything like that after the fact. Uh, As they increased, they didn't maintain any interest in these at all. Uh, So... Uh, I don't know any businessman or woman that would go and make a a deal on their uh, intellectual property, if you will, and sell it for nothing. I mean, even a songwriter gets uh, ASCAP royalty, okay? So we didn't get anything for it. And uh, I would like to see uh, the challenge to the propriety of this being done without a vote of the public, Everybody else has got their teeth into it. They think it really has some merit. One of the old, long-time uh, real progressive judges is all over this, and I think we have a chance of not getting any taxes based on my attending that meeting and bringing institutional memory to this issue. So cross your fingers, contact your local rep, House rep, or senator, and tell them that – this wasn't done with the vote of the people, and you'd like to see that challenged and reversed to get that money and that revenue back into the state of Michigan coffers, okay? So that's kind of where that's at. It's a little in its infancy, but the more pressure we put on early, the better, all right? So uh, that was two. Now, let's see what we got here. Cons- uh This is uh, the third email. Can someone further explain vertical integration, what vertical integration is? Uh, Yeah, I'll do that uh, as quick as I can. It's probably a whole show, but I want to get this. uh, I'll do it as briefly as I can. Uh, In the 80s, General Motors had several-year debate over whether to remain vertically integrated, or to not be vertically integrated. And they're not vertically integrated at the moment. In other words, they have outsourced a lot of the work that used to be under the master agreement, the umbrella of the master agreement, okay? And in other words, done in-house. When Ford had a problem with the DeSoto brothers, over brake shoes on the company that they owned, uh, Ford immediately saw the problem of uh, not being vertically integrated. And Ford brought everything in house, including he opened a steel mill and realizing that he should have control over all entities that uh, deal with the, the process of building his car. Okay, and that was his little baby. Well, uh, General Motors hasn't had such tests test from a supplier themselves, uh, But vertical integration has cost them uh, market share, in my opinion. And uh, that's cost us the ability to garner a higher wage. They've since Roger Smith, they wanted to make money by shrinking the company. Well, that does—that's not working. It's not working for the corporation, and it's not working for the country, in which they have an obligation to see to it that its best interest, the country's best interest, is served. Because they're incorporated in the state of Delaware, General Motors LLC, and the old General Motors was, still is, I think. That's another. That's that's another two or three shows shows when you get into that one. Uh, So vertical integration means that everything's done in the same company, okay? And it's a much more efficient process. You can fix the problems immediately. You don't have to try and communicate with another company uh, in another state or wherever they may be. Uh, yeah, we have digital email, et cetera, and we can convey it. But usually that kind of falls on deaf ears until you see him eyeball to eyeball and say, you got to fix this. Okay, so vertical integration, that's what that's all about. Uh, and that was uh, explained very well to me by uh, a man who's deceased now, Richard Dangen. And uh, he explained to me the big battle in the mid to late 80s, that was, I mean, just Donny Brooks, according to him. He walked in on one uh, at the GM building, uh, and he had some union business there. And uh, he wasn't supposed to hear all of that, but he did. And it was just uh, Donny Brooks, according to him, that they were saying we, we should have it vertically integrated as opposed to outsourcing all this and then trying to shrink the company under the Roger Smith model. So um, they chose not to be vertically integrated, and it's cost them them in quality. Uh, They could fix these things, snap fast, rather than, like, look at the ignition switch, you know, rather than fix it, okay, because they didn't have it in-house and it was going to cost a lot of money. They chose to ignore it and pay – Mary Barrett was the head of the department – that made the decision on warranty to pay loss of life rather than fix it. So she says she cares about humans, but in fact she doesn't care one damn bit about a human life. She made a decision at one point to go ahead and just pay the money for loss of life due to a warranty item that blew up in her face. And she did not take the heat that she should have. She really belongs in, in jail in my opinion. For that if for murder. That's the kind of person we got around in this corporation now. That's sad. So that's what vertical integration is, okay? I hope that is well explained. It's done everything in house. And it appears that the autonomous car coming on is going to be done in house, so they're reversing their decision going forward into the new models, this autonomous car. So uh, they've seen the error of their ways, but you know they got they got some things they could repair still and get this back in house uh, and pay people properly around these half wage jobs. That's just That's 10 percent of their profit you know and, fo- and labor's only five percent total total this isn't you know we're not nipping around a couple hundred thousand or a couple, you know a couple hundred or a couple hundred million, you know They're, you know that's you know we're, we're half. We're half of the coffee you know five percent of the half of the profit at 10 percent that they've lost. So let that sink in a little bit lost 10% profit and we're only 5% of the cost of the car vehicle that's an interesting dynamic so okay Uh, I think that's the end of our email so uh, Jeff do you want do you want to take the I've been talking too much here you want to take that uh, definition and uh, talk about it a little bit because I got a little project I got to get done oh okay
2: This week's definition is pursue, is a verb, to find or employ measures to obtain or accomplish a desired goal. Uh, I think that speaks for itself. Um, So we'll go on to this week's quote. Um, The labor movement did not diminish the strength of the nation, but enlarged it by raising the living standards of millions. Labor miraculously created a market for industry and lifted the whole nation to undreamed of levels of production. Those who attack labor forget these simple truths, but history remembers them. And that is by Dr. Martin Luther King at a speech to the AFL CIO on december eleventh, nineteen sixty one, and We all know that Dr. King was a big supporter of the labor movement, and the labor movement was a a big supporter of Dr. King. Uh, Just an incredible man, Uh, one of my heroes growing up, and he is surely missed today by everybody who knew him or read about him, at least. Um, We'll go down to... um, I report, we're going to um temporary language be changed in the contract. And this is Article 13, Section 22. It shall be left to the discretion of the local union to determine the duration of the period for which work permits are issued. In no case, however, shall work permits be issued to any worker for a period of more than three consecutive months. Um, on one of the other Facebook pages, i seen uh somebody complain about part-timers working. And I put down there that he needs to read this article so that he can understand why we are fighting for the uh, part-timers. This is not just a contractual issue. This is in our UAW Constitution. And as we have said before, this violates what they've been doing to the part timers over the years, violates our Constitution. And we are expecting the big three negotiators to uphold our Constitution and make things right. That's what we expect. That's what we demand. And uh, that says that. we have a lot of part-timers who have worked three, four, five years every day putting this work. So we are trying to get them to uh, follow our Constitution. Uh, Number two, the competitive clause. Appendix K and GM, which states in the interest of the membership, that language needs to be removed from the contract.
0: Uh, oh, oh, it, I'm sorry, Jeff. In the interest of the company, right? It, 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 appendix K is in the interest of the the company and in the interest of our membership. That that's required by all union leadership. It, it, it reads wrong there uh, that, uh, that that needs to be changed uh, So uh, uh, in fact needs to be removed from our our con, uh, contract in compliance with federal law and the UAW Constitution. So uh, it, it states that it, it need, that we need to make the company competitive and that's in the interest of the company. So in the interest of the membership, that language needs to be removed. That's maybe I uh, clarify that just a little bit, Jeff. So I, I know you were reading that. So it just uh, just reads different. So the way I wrote it, and I, I speak different than a lot of other people. But, so that needs to be removed. And, and uh, uh, go ahead with that third one, there, Jeff. Number
2: three, the UAW constitution states that we must. Enforce the laws, thus, let's enforce the laws, and remove laws unfriendly to labor from our contract, not affirm them by placing them in our contract, which makes a lot of sense.
0: Right? Doesn't it? I mean, you know, it's essentially it yeah. violates the uh, Constitution as well. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, again. Uh, I'll kind of wrap up what Jeff was saying there. You know, the beauty of all this is uh, if the uh, national bargaining team and any approving authorities uphold the UAW Constitution as they interact with management, who also has an um, obligation to uphold the uh, UAW Constitution because they they have uh, recognized us as the exclusive bargaining agent for their company General Motors and by doing that they they accept all of us including you know not just us people but they include all of our our and uh, ent- our you know core things and the UAW Constitution is core with respect to those things that deal with the uh, collective bargaining agreement so if they do that, don't you know? If they just uphold what they're supposed to do on both sides, they won't hear peep out of us. But I want to make something real clear, because I was at, as you know, last night in the rain, picket line, for some time. I just didn't go there and grandstand, and I told them that when I got there. They were all real happy to see me, by the way, and I've been at pickets throughout the week, and to a person, they said, 90 days, Leroy. No three years, they'll play games with that all day long. They said 90 days. The Constitution says, and they well-versed in what Jeff's been talking about, no greater than three consecutive months work permits. That means people who are not seniority people get a work permit to go to work in our plan. No no greater than three consecutive months for temporary. And then they've got to be seniority people. Every last one of the picker line members that I spoke with and there are a lot of them said 90 days do not bend 90 days if they violate it bring them up on charges we're tired of having tainted agreements we want this one to uphold our constitution 90 days period in fact To a person, they all said they want their seniority to go back to the day that they would have had their 90 days in. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired of having a two-tier system that is just horrible to the workers. And the way they're being treated talked about that ad nauseum and this email that's coming out is going to have interviews with some of our members talking about their plight i'm telling you this email that's going out is going to change the history of our country and the support will be pouring towards us and against the corporation it is that powerful that's a result of a phone call yesterday afternoon and a couple meetings previous to that. So, I'm, just, I'm sorry, Friday afternoon. It's been a long weekend. So, 90 days, folks, we're bringing up on charges. We're not playing. And that's directly from the floor to us here. 90 days. I told them, I said, well, if they get close, maybe we'll talk. They said 90 days. But if you get close, maybe we'll talk. They want 90 days. The membership said it loud and clear to me three weeks in. They are stuck, dug in deep. They are not giving up. The other thing they said, we know this is about the future of our country. Whether or not we're successful right here and now means whether the United States is going to remain the United States of America as we know it or knew it or whether we go to an oligarchy and peasants. That's what this strikes about. And they conveyed that to me without me telling them or, or eliciting that from them. So these three issues, all three of them, were give backs to the corporations that we gave to them when they needed assistance. All three of them. And now when they're doing $10 billion a year for the last five, six years. 10% of their revenue is profit. After they get their dead peasants insurance and squirrel away money into every corner they can put it into in the corporation before it hits the bottom line, then they show $10 billion. So it's a lot more, than we know that. But while they're making that kind of money and begrudging giving back to us in a clawback fashion, what we gave them freely to ensure that they continued to exist as a corporation, and now they're thumbing their nose not only at us, but at the country. the country itself. These three issues right here, contractual issues that violate our constitution of the UAW need to be fixed in this agreement. They were given over time, leaked into our agreement and now it's clawback time. And if General Motors can take it when they're in from us, when they're in dire straits, their existence is in, in jeopardy, and now when they're not when they're doing well and they're not willing to give it to us back, there's something wrong with that greed—a level of greed. They simply ought to say, "We know you gave this up to keep us alive, and we'll work with you to get it back to you." And that talks about the caliber of person that's running and people that are. Running the corporate side, okay. I've kind of bled into my own report, Tom Jeff, on the back of yours, but. Um, hey, Larry. Yeah, Tom. May I ask
1: you a question. Uh, you know, our constitution is is very clear, and Jeff made that clear to hundreds of thousands of people over the last several months. In, in regards to those issues that the, our leadership, our UAW leadership, is entrenched in, we are. I, I get the funny feeling that they, uh, it's not a funny feeling, it's a heartfelt feeling that we're holding the ground at the bargaining table on that very issue. And in regards to the Constitution and upholding the Constitution, both parties are obligated to, to follow that Constitution in regards to. Uh, labor loss, I, I believe, uh, and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, Leroy, because I'm not a scholar in this stuff by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, either the landrum Griffith Act or the Wagner Act comes into play here. Am I correct? Uh,
0: uh, yeah, again, I'm not a scholar on it. I'm nor, not, nor am I a lawyer or a legal expert. But you know, you know, I'm an autodidact in the area, uh, meaning that I'm yeah. self-taught. Okay, yeah. and, you know, and. And uh, uh you're right, Tom. The uh the Wagner Act, especially uh section seven, says that they you know uh, uh we have protected concerted activity, but also it, rec- it it goes to recognition of us as a as a union entity that is certified by certif- you know, we're not certifiable as <laughs> some of us might think. We are <laughs> <laughs> that's certified yeah. by the National Labor Relations Act under that that aspect there of the uh, Wagner Act, okay? Because the Wagner Act authorizes us to be certified. It creates the NLRB and then authorizes us to be certified uh, as a union uh, uh, under the National Labor Relations Act, okay? And created the National Labor Relations Board that's supposed to administer that, and in, inside of that. To expand on uh, what you just asked and kind of what I said a minute ago, too. As they recognize us as the exclusive bargaining agent, which is in a different section other than 157, Section 7, as they recognize us as the exclusive bargaining agent, they recognize all of us. In other words, they recognize our Constitution as well. And they're a lot of things that just deal with our membership in the constitution that the corporation is aware of. I mean, our constitution is is public; it isn't private. Okay, it's on the UAW.org. Anybody can go see it, and a lot of things about you know you know uh, administration of the union. But there's a few things in there, you know, like that that well, uh, a few things that affect our collective bargaining agreement. One of those is when, when do you attain seniority? Okay, no greater than three consecutive months. That's 90, the old 90 days, and, and it's still in the contract. It's just been superseded by Appendix A. And we need to get back to 90 days. No un, uncertain terms. Everybody I spoke to on the picket line are dug in. They're sick and tired of having... Uh, these temporaries in the plant being disabused, having them be, uh, be on a job and get the job timed with them. And then they have a seniority person has to go on the job and try and keep up with that inhuman. And it's just wrong and wrong and wrong on so many levels. And the things that you're going to see in this email that comes out when they have the video that they're shooting this week, this is going to be really cool stuff. And you're going to hear and not just us, the general public in the United States is going to get it in their email. Okay, I was assured that this afternoon earlier because I, I wanted to follow up and make sure that it wasn't just going to the state of Michigan, and that's a fact. It's going on, and it might be several entities that pick it up besides the national entity of this organization in Michigan that I was able to. To work with, and this is going this is just amazing. And this the the young woman that's doing this needs an award for uh, getting getting this up and running for the work she's doing this week. I'm telling you, she really does uh, on our behalf. Uh, but the co- you know, and this is a constitutional ma- item, constitutional item that's the company's supposed to abide by as well. You're exactly right, Tom. So I was off on a little rabbit hole there, but you know these issues are going to come to the fore, and the general public we get we're going to get the hearts and minds of the general public. Believe me, when this one's done, uh, so I'm I'm pleased to report that, and uh, I know there's probably a lot of distraction down there at Solidarity House or wherever they're working out of right now, but we're 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 doing our part here, brothers and sisters, and uh, we're you know we're. We're making sure that we reach out to those things that seem to be uh off the front burners right now, but we're doing it here and making sure that uh you are full participants in this and you are you approved it, and we appreciate all of what you're doing on on that. We're trying to carry a lot of the heavy heavy work heavy lifting over here too so uh just know it we we don't need credit all we want is to get. Our story told to the general public. And believe me, this is amazing stuff. And we're going to get this contr- these contractual issues resolved in our agreement. These ones that are violation of the Constitution. That's going to happen. Okay? And the corporation needs to understand this. And they have an obligation to. Because guess what? Guess what? Like Tom just reminded me, this isn't going to be action just against the leadership, if it isn't in there, it's going to be action against the corporation as well. Because there's, it's called an unfair labor practice. And anybody can file it. And we will hold the corporation feet to the fire if they don't do what they're supposed to do regarding issues in the collective bargaining agreement that don't comport with the UAW Constitution It's that simple So you're right Tom You're exactly right The federal law requires it In my opinion And that's all
1: we have Leroy Is our, our opinion And that's why I brought the question up uh,
0: is, uh,
1: no, I, I can't write a
0: oh. Definitive legal uh, uh, Opinion yeah. because I don't have yeah. the credentials to do that But I can yeah. tell you uh, that's what I believe is the case, and if we need, we will, we'll get one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, just, just amazing what they pulled today, and and uh, uh, just just amazing. Let me let me just start my report. I want to get a few, do some housekeeping here, and it's it's eight o'clock now, so I want to kind of get through this pretty quick, uh, and I don't see any other callers, hands up at the moment. Uh, I know somebody was going to call uh, and put their hand up, but we have a lot of people in the switchboard. Just no hands up at the moment. Okay. Uh, and we're looking for that hand to come up. I don't see the number either. So, um, All right. So we, we are, we're three weeks in into strike issues as they were outlined the day of the strike started. Our job security defining a path, a permanent path for temporary workers wage progression for new hires you know so that they have a little better uh and clear path to top from when they get seniority okay because there's a stall there currently there's actually still a tier two where they get put on my my understanding and they don't get put into in progression until the next opportunity so but maybe i stand corrected on that but we want to make sure that that's cleared up they they said that too so affordable health care and prescription drug benefits okay and they need to work with the the you know medical medical community as well as they just can't continue to raise prices and, and fees for us you know like like they think everybody's rich like they are okay and for you know it just put us right out of the being able to have health care and that's all of this, not to abuse it. Uh, we want wage increases and in, and in our share of the profits. And, and there's some skilled trades issues out there. Again, you know, I, I witnessed firsthand they're sticking together. Everybody's got each other's back. You know, I mean, it was real clear that they, they uh, uh seniority uh, members were protecting the temporaries on this picket line. You know, they were very protective of the the uh, temporaries because they know they didn't didn't have the ability to put put aside a lot of money and while they didn't say it I think they were handing them this and that and of course there's food uh, on many of the picket lines so anybody can can come there and eat uh, that's a member Uh, and I would expect that probably some of the temporaries bring their family in there and have a little, little something too so I mean take the edge off a little bit if they need to A lot of them are not married or anything like that, but some do have kids and stuff. So, Uh, You know, uh, shake hands with your political opposition. This isn't a time to be fighting, okay? And I got to tell you, I I was never so proud this week when I was on the picket lines, and I didn't do it in a grandstanding way, okay? I'm not out there for political gain. If you all don't know who we are and what we're about, after all we've been on this radio show and out in the public, then um, I guess we haven't done our job. I don't need to go grandstand on some picket line. Go there and show support and walk with them for a few hours. Talk to them. See how they're doing. And I'm proud of every member on the picket line. I am telling you, our brothers and sisters on our picket lines are doing an amazing fantastic job and they know everybody's watching they're being respectful of the things that need to be respectful of not walking in the street blocking traffic they did a fantastic job everywhere I went the strike's going to last as long as it takes and we know that I'm going to go over his his letter today here in a minute uh, again we need to abide by the Constitution Uh <laughs> Anybody that wants to be a scab and cross our line, don't. We won't engage you as you cross the line because uh, I've been involved in in such activity mm. and it, it doesn't have, you know, there's no percentage in it. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it, but not at the... You know we're not going to get in a, a knockdown fight in these uh, access areas at the gates. We'll deal with it. There's been a couple couple folks that, that got into it at the gate, and uh, we thank them for that. Uh, we don't need to do that. We'll we'll deal with them in different ways. Okay, and that's all set up. Command, we're, we're going to enforce our picket lines at every location. They might win the battle one day, one afternoon, one morning, but we'll win the war. Believe me. Okay, sir. Everybody to know that our country is at economic war with the rest, most of the rest of the world, and there's destruction right now being done in our country. By corporations, that is far worse than any bullet ever fired in the history of mankind. I want that to be sinking into everybody. What corporations are doing to destroy the United States right now is worse than any bullet that could be fired. It in the terms of treason, giving aid and comfort. That's the the definition in in the Constitution, giving, uh, it's in the Constitution, by the way, giving aid or comfort to the enemy. Make no mistake, we're at economic war. And if she's going to, you know, Mary, Mary Barrett can be a hero. She can do what we said last week. She can bring work back from Mexico, China, places, put people more, more people to work here, make the transition from uh, the current methods of manufacturing to autonomous car, make those seamless and less painful by bringing some people back to work here and allocate work at these idled or otherwise unallocated plants. Maybe even closed at some point uh, Anybody that's Considering them Outright closed is, is Really doing us an injustice although Many of us kind of Leak in that or lean toward That direction a little bit Because um, There's been some things done uh, That pissed Mary Bear off And without going into A lot of detail uh, she, she took Revenge out And caused some of that And that uh, uh, Things that weren't followed That were agreed to And weren't followed through on Have been very destructive Because she's very vindictive And just a Tyrant when it comes to You know if you sign something And agree to it And then you don't Honor your signature She's just uh, unmerciful in her uh, approach to, to that. So some of the closings have reasons beyond what the general membership knows. Just know that. Mary has been very vindictive at people not abiding by their agreement, an agreement they made. And, oh, by the way, it had to be approved by the international. Okay, so again, uh, you know, she can be a hero and act in the same manner as Henry Ford in 1914, I think it was, where he doubled the wages of the people, kept the cost low for the vehicle so they could afford it, and the country thrived, the country thrived, not just Ford Motors. But if they bring work back into this United States where they target to suck money out of it for the purposes of profit and they destroy this country in the process, what have they gained? Somebody needs to start holding them to account. And I posted the treason page for the letter I wrote regarding treason around the sites today. Familiarize yourself with that. It's been sent in to most Congress people. But familiarize yourself with that. Because if she doesn't start playing nice, we're going to change the campaign from and educational to action. That means treason. That's a serious word. But these are serious times. And our country, not just our membership, but our country is at risk. So... uh, Want to get into Terry's letter and say what he had to say? Uh, I think I have it queued up here. If I can find it, there it is. Uh, Brother Terry Diaz, Vice President General Motors, or Vice President of UAW in the General Motors department, sent this letter out. And I, you know, I think I'll just read it in its entirety rather than trying to excerpt it, excerpt it. It went out and went out urgent. Then they published it. On UAW.org here earlier today or late just just before showtime so this is public information now uh, notwithstanding that we had it and and put it inside of our closed pages restricted pages Uh, on Saturday October 5 2019 your bargaining committee along with the UAW international staff prepared an extensive package proposal and presented it to the company at 5.35 p.m. on October 5th. Uh, Our proposal addressed issues of wages, signing bonus, job security, pensions, skill trades, profit sharing, transfer rights, just to name a few. This morning, Sunday, October 6th, 2019 at 9.05 a.m., General Motors provided a response. The company's response did not address our extensive package provided last evening. They reverted back to their last rejected proposal and made little change. The company's response did nothing to advance the whole host of issues that are important to you and your families. It did did nothing to provide job security during the term of this agreement. We in the the Union could not be more disappointed with General Motors who refused to recognize the experience and talent of our membership who make their world-class products and billions of dollars in profits. Brothers and sisters, after making some progress On important issues a couple of days ago, the company has shown an unwillingness to fairly compensate the great workforce of the UAW. These negotiations have taken a turn for the worst. Your issues are our issues, and our strength is with you, our great membership. We continue to negotiate on behalf of you your families, and all workers in our country. In solidarity, signed, Terry Dittes Vice President and Director, UAW General Motors Department. End quote. So that's the latest that came out this morning. There's another letter that he sent to uh, General Motors, Scott Sandifor, uh asking them to answer each item that they sent in which is required by law and common decency we support in every way our bargaining teams and leaderships as they get may or may not get called in presidents and chairmen, national sub council as they continue to uphold our constitution and all things dear to our membership most especially the Constitution. I've done the writing required, necessary, if they don't. It's a matter of sending it in, their proper authority. That's how serious we are. And the membership that you, Terry us and the National Negotiating Team and the National Council that are elected to do all of what you're doing, the membership stands behind you 100%, as reported by me, having traveled the picket lines extensively this past week. You heard my report. Okay. So... I think that's pretty much, uh, we're uh, quarter after eight. I think that's pretty much what I had this week in my report. Uh, this is serious stuff. It's, you know, I mean, you know, we talk about velocity of money. That's, you know, how much money's in the economy and how fast it's moving. And it's gone down a lot. Stock buybacks the only thing propping the market up. So hang in there, stay strong in solidarity.
2: Jeff, do you have anything on my report, my friend? No, you summed it up good. Um, I think people on the people on the lines need to continue to hold the line. Um, just proves that you are supporting men and, men and women at the bargaining table. Continue to hold the line, stay strong. And um, we will be with you every step of the way. If you get a re- good, re- good report, Leo. Please write. Okay. Come on, we
0: can. <laughs> it, you know, take care of those. You know, less, less. You know, lesser ability to take care of himself on the line. You know, you, you guys know who the temporaries are. They're they're probably mm-hmm. going to run out for everybody else. You know, and there's been a couple of comments. You know, we're getting a little tight you know, reach out. Reach out. Some of your members will help you out a little bit, okay? We can't help everybody from, from the show. And if you have an issue that you don't understand, you know, you're free to contact us at Working for a Living uh, the, the email address is living workingforaliving at com. So, you know, you can get a hold of us. and We're on Facebook. Uh, I had somebody reach out from last week's show and and ask a couple of questions and i clarified those uh again if anybody's got questions you know if you can reach out to us uh you know we're happy to try and clarify those i know jeff and tom and myself do a lot of that so uh tom do you have any uh comments on my report
1: no it's great re- uh report and uh the uh vice president of general motors uaw division uh, Right on point. We're only as strong as our weakest uh, weakest person out there on the picket line. Some people are able to go out there uh, down here in Lordstown, but others have uh, other obligations. They had to take on other jobs, the L-34s and 35s. Uh, of course, the ones that are on sick leave, they're on sick leave. So. But uh, I just uh, want to make it uh, clear to most folks uh, down here in the, the Lordstown, Youngstown, Warren area. There are many, many uh, banking and institutions that are willing to help the brothers and sisters out there with their car loans or their mortgages. And don't be afraid to ask for guidance. We have a transition center down at the uh, Lordstown Union Hall, and Timmy O'Hara and the, the staff, a uh, young lady down there, do a great job in assisting all the locals that are still out there looking for training or or looking for some sort of assistance for a problem they have, whether it be medical or, or, or financial, don't be afraid to ask, uh, uh, people. I talked to a gentleman down in, uh, Spring Hill, uh, a traditional worker who's only got a few more years to go and he's, uh, got a, I guess he collects, uh, gift cards like baseball cards. And he said he had about 25 or 30 of them. And, uh, Just what uh, you said earlier in the show, uh, the picketers out there where you visited, Leroy, were were taking care of the younger folks, the temporaries. He went around and actually uh, asked them if they needed any assistance. Uh, Some of them were gift cards to restaurants. Some of them were to uh, uh, shopping uh, centers uh, like a mall or a grocery store. And uh, he he got rid of quite a few of them because there's a lot of them in need. I mean, they, like you said uh, in in your report, they didn't have the uh, incomes that the the rest of us had. So they're, they're, they're stuck. They do have mortgages, just like a guy that's making twice as much money as they are. And uh, it was a great report, Leroy. And just to, Stick with your bargaining team. They're doing a great job up there. And, Terry, uh, what a great letter to, to the membership uh, in, in, in keeping everybody informed out there. Uh, great report, Leroy, again. And, uh, Jeff, I thank you for your report uh, also. Every time I listen to this uh blog, talk, radio, working for a living group, or talk to you guys on the phone, I learn something every day. It's it's uh, it's a learning experience every time we uh, interact with one another, and uh, I hope I contribute as greatly as you're contributing to the uh, knowledge base that you have given me over the last several years. So that's about all I have to say, Leroy. Great job.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I mean, it's not about the Leroy. It's, you know, it's about what the information and in the report. So that's that's what that's about. It's not about me. Uh and I I you know, I'm not a grandstander. I'm not somebody I mean I'll I'll you know, if I'm running for office I'll, which I have I'll go out and camp. You know, but I'm not grandstanding on, on the backs of people that are uh now struggling. I won't do that. I'll be there in support of you and I, I have been and continue will will continue to be. In support of you. And as I freely told everybody, you know, if there's something that you need, you know, get a hold of me. I have no idea what that might be. Okay? Uh, you know, but if you got questions or have curiosity about this or that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy and available to try and answer any and all questions. So, um, and, you know, I, I mean, who, who expects any? Questions, but you never know. Somebody might have something, and and I, I get posed with a lot of them. So uh, over time, and I, I I try to address those and try to help other people. It we're uh, as you may or may not know, the Constitution requires us to lend assistance to any brother or sister in mm-hmm. need. Okay, if you have the ability to do it. So if you do have the ability. You know, if you see a temporary, you know, you know, if there's three of them on the line and and there's, you know, uh, 12 people there, you know, pull out a 20 and, and, and each of you, the, the other nine, pull out a 20 and, you know, split it up and give them, give them, you know, 60 bucks. Right now $60 go a long way for somebody that doesn't have any money. And some of the seniority folk that have been working for, you know, 20, 30 years, they can, you know, you can afford to just pull out a 20. You know, it, it's your beer money for one of your stops at the local pub and hand it to a, a temporary and maybe forego that beer beer stop one night. You know, I'm uh, not telling you what to do, but we got to look out for our weakest members on that line. And if you just do that, you'd be surprised how far 60 goes in the hands of somebody really frugal. Okay, truly. So uh, hang in there, be stay strong, everybody. Uh, this country needs that, and we're working to make sure that the hearts and minds of the United States of America general population fully knows who and what the UAW. And what our struggle currently is Watch Watch close, it's coming Might not be Early this week, it might be late this week It could even be early the following week When this is finally done Because there are video In this week uh, In order to make this uh, Video up With with some people in their their plate And uh, This is going to be really, really good for us i'm glad everybody bought into it thank you for everybody involved in this really thank you and again we're trying to do some heavy lifting out here for you and leadership as well we're we're not as much an enemy as you might imagine okay just start to wrap your head around that um okay well jeff do you have anything else to talk about on any subject
2: the name of that tattoo parlor is called Mean M-E-A-N, Inks, N-I-K-S. And that's in Wayne, Michigan. It's coming Saturday. And that's all I got, right? Okay, thank you, Jeff.
0: Tom, you have any any subject you want to talk about?
2: No,
1: sir.
0: I pretty much wrapped it up
1: with uh, what you had to say.
0: Okay, thank you. I don't have any anything further other than it is... Uh, um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month Reach out to those organizations That that uh, are beneficial To everybody That uh, has cancer Or, or uh, has had cancer and, Or might want to Try and prevent cancer through a mammogram uh, If you know anybody that's You know in need Of uh, where to go uh, Find out and tell them Okay Nobody should be in our country Notwithstanding the oligarchy that they're trying to uh, establish in our country. But nobody in our our country should go without a mammogram, not a single person that needs it, okay, any any female out there that needs it. So uh, just uh, know that that's, that's available. So I want to thank all of our listeners around the globe. Much appreciated. And I sometimes I go through that list, but Norway's always on the top of it. Israel's up there pretty good, usually. Germany actually is there, too. Um, our listeners in Canada and Mexico, thank you for your support, by the way, all of those uh, global and Canada and Mexico s- supporters. Uh, all those U.S. union and non-union listeners, all of our UAW listeners, for sure. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Everybody, to the degree you can, during this strike. Have fun and stay safe in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you as we go through our temporary struggle for success for ourselves and our country. Good night, listeners. Good night, Tom. And good night, Jeff. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Leroy. Good night, Jeff. Good night.
2: Everybody. Good night. Good night.